Hi, Larissa. How are you today? Hi, Catherine. How are you? I'm doing good. As usual, I love chatting with you. I feel like we're just recording our everyday phone calls. <laughs> we really pretty much are. Sometimes I think we should bug our phones so we can just share those. Um, we should. We should. You look so cute today. I love that jacket. Why, thank you. You know, this was one of those, I mean, this is not a plug. I don't do it anymore. But, you know, um, those clothing companies that they send you, like, the box for the membership. Yeah. And you have a stylist. Pick pick it out for you. So I had done that for like several months. And this was one of the items that came in. And I was like, you know what? This is why you need a personal stylist because yes. maybe I should start doing this again because I would not have picked this color, this jet. I would not have done it. And I think the hardest part about shopping for me is I buy the things I need. I, I really suck at the accessories. And I think jackets, yeah. earrings, jewelry, you know, all that stuff. That's like what really makes an outfit an outfit. So I am now, I think I might go back. So thank you for that compliment. Maybe I should start my subscription again. I love those. <laughs> I have a wantable box on the way, actually. Awesome. I love wantable. Yeah. Okay. So Mercury and retrograde is over. I know. Let's tell everybody how we did record an episode and it was fire as usual. And then it was we fire. It, we uploaded it and Catherine's sound was completely gone. All you heard was me and there was Not- no saving it. Yeah. Not only my sound was gone, like my half of the video didn't even load. It was literally just Larissa <laughs> answering questions from like no one, anyone else could see. Oh my God. The whole thing. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. It was wrecked. Maybe so we were like, lesson. Oh, so we're done. Maybe that's a lesson because I sometimes feel like I'm talking to myself. So <laughs> no, I know, right? Oh my gosh. You guys, welcome back to episode three, four. I'm not sure now because that, that Mercury yeah. and retrograde threw us off with all that technology. And then we get on here and my microphone's still not working again. I, I feel like two intuitives running a podcast. There's always technology issues and I don't understand it. It's so frustrating, but. Welcome back to Soul Academy. Thank you guys for being here. If you haven't already left us a review on iTunes or hit those stars on Spotify, please go and do so because it really helps get this podcast into the ears of anyone it may resonate with. So go hit those those likes and leave us some kind words. If you don't have anything nice to say, just go to the next podcast. Oh, please. (laughs) Do you know that? Okay, so... Um, obviously if you're following us here at Soul Academy, we would like to think that you're following us on TikTok or YouTube or Instagram at our socials. And I have to be honest, like I'm a lover of all things TikTok. And then I kind of like push it over to all the other platforms. So I put a lot of videos up on YouTube, but they're repurposed TikToks, but I pay no attention to it. It is literally like the law of attraction. I literally just drop it and leave it, which I have to get better at it, but I'm only one person and responding to comments on five different platforms is a full-time job. So we're just human beings doing our best. However, this morning I caught a comment and it was a genuine question where someone was like, I'm a little confused. Can you explain this further? Then somebody went into that comment and responded with such negativity about me and my video. They're like, yeah, she's terrible. She did a horrible job explaining how to calculate your life path. This is how you do it. It's so simple. And what she didn't know was this little 
Buddha did it freaking wrong. You see, because <laughs> in numerology, yes, you can add your life path by adding the month, the day, and the year to a single digit. You can add it straight across, you know, like if you were born on January 10th, 1970, you would add, you know, one plus one plus zero plus one plus nine plus seven plus zero. Okay, great. You keep reducing down, but a true professional. There's a secondary way to do this, which is why a good numerologist will always do both because certain ways of adding the life path will not reveal master numbers or karmic debt lessons. So I had to make an example of this girl, Catherine. I really don't do this, but I had to. So she's like, I'm a life path of a one. See, so simple. And I was like, correction, my friend, you are a life path of a 19 one and you have karmic debt from a past life because you didn't live your life according to a higher purpose. You let the ego come in and take over. And clearly you're not doing a good job in present day. (laughs) So if you've got nothing nice to say, don't freaking say it because if you don't do the right thing in this lifetime, you're going to have to do it again. I don't know you why. feel like you, sorry, you numerology, like numerology burn, huh? Yeah. I don't know why I'm sharing that story, but I think it just, you triggered me because I, what you said, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And I think the problem in the spiritual world is people feel like they're spiritual and they're having this awakening and they go down this rabbit hole of studying and learning and Googling and acquiring knowledges, which is what we want you to do. Like, yes, yes, you're awakened. Please soak it all in. But then don't turn around and let your ego uh, take over because you read a few articles and now you think you're an astrologer. Now you think you're a Reiki healer. Now you think you're an energy master or a numerologist. Like give people the respect who have treated this like a profession and have been studying it for years. I am not saying I am the only numerologist and I pray to God. I am not the last one. I hope thousands of people decide to take on this profession. But do not come into one of my videos, Catherine's video, and then slander what we're saying because you think you know better. A true spiritual person would never do that. And you would never, ever try to, um, what's the word I'm looking for when you try to put someone, diminish another spiritual creator by putting yourself in a position of, like a spiritual know-it-all or a spiritual snot. Oh, thank you. Larissa, your uh, New York is showing right now. <laughs> well, because I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I get it. I, do. it. I really get it. I think for me lately, it's been a lot of bless and release, right? And I know that we don't, you and I don't always see eye to eye on the bless and release. And, and in some cases, you kind of have to show someone what for, because that woman was spreading misinformation too. Well, I always bless and release. For example, Catherine, I honestly, I get thousands of comments a day. I don't respond to any negative mm-hmm. comments. As a matter of fact, in my world, I don't get negative comments because I don't see them. I don't pay them any mind. However, this was not a negative it wasn't so much as it was a negative comment, like you said. It was um, slandering the video where I was teaching how to come up with your 
um, life path, but I was teaching the more advanced way because I wanted mm-hmm. to be done correctly. And not only did she say I was wrong, she totally discredited my way of adding the numeric value to relieve these master numbers or karmic lessons. And I thought it was really funny that here she was saying, I suck, I'm wrong. And she has karmic debt. (laughs) Only certain certain numbers have that, which by the way, I don't mean to get off on numerology, but you know, Catherine, I think that you and I, as we awaken, we are blessing and releasing But I think it's a great reminder that as you start your awakening journey, that is pretty much um, the the first step. Like you cannot let people's negativity slow you down. You cannot let people um, words hurt you, but that doesn't mean, okay, that you have to tolerate and, and not set up healthy boundaries of what is acceptable and not acceptable of how you want to be treated. You know, I am all for people. They don't have to agree with me. They don't have to agree with you, but I don't care just because I'm a healer and a spiritual guide doesn't mean that I should be treated with less respect, whether it's on a video or in front of my face. And I think that is BS when people think because you're spiritual, you should just love and light and, and just be like, oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. Well, speaking of spiritual awakenings, we were talking the other day about how when most people start their spiritual awakening, they're going through a period of grief, right? And something really tragic or traumatic or huge has happened in their lives that has kind of triggered this spiritual awakening to happen. But I think a lot of people probably don't even realize that they're going through a spiritual awakening. This was it for me. And, and I think it's, it's also because it feels like it can feel like a mental health crisis as well. Well, Because when you say awakening, that sounds positive. And I think when you're going through a state of crisis or grief or loss, there's really not any positivity in it. It's a very dark time. And for me, yes, like you said, you're having a spiritual awakening, but you don't realize that until much later. Yeah. And I feel like it's more like a spiritual shift, like a soul shift. Like all of a sudden you saw life one way, you thought about things one way, you acted a certain way, you were on this path and all of a sudden something happened that shifted that and is making you look for a different source, a different reality, a different path of healing or connecting. Like for me, my father will be gone this summer, 11 years. And when he passed, he was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer and he passed five weeks later. So no sooner was I, I was just accepting the fact that he was diagnosed with cancer and there now I'm at his funeral. I didn't even have time to process it. It was like in my life, out of my life. And it was really the first death that I had had as an adult. You know, I lost my grandmother. I was 17. So this was really the first true death that I really experienced. And it shook me. It shook me. And I remember his last words. He said, Larissa, you always worry about the little things. He's like, promise me, none of that matters. Just enjoy your life. And I felt like, well, here he was, my father, 
the, such an important man in my life. I spoke to him every single day. He was a part of my daily life. Thank God we were close. And all of a sudden he's gone. And what I wasn't prepared for, Catherine, was that it sent me into an identity crisis. I did not know who I was anymore. What do you mean? I'm Jimmy's daughter. Wait, wait, he's gone. So does that mean I'm not his daughter? Like I couldn't understand who Larissa was without his physical presence. It was like, as if somebody woke up and told me the sun didn't exist anymore. Mm. Like it was just gone. And I went on this search to find more out about the afterlife. And in this quest, it was because I selfishly wanted to figure out how to connect with my father, how to communicate with him, how to feel his energy And that was the start of my awakening. And I don't know if our viewers can relate, but I know you can, right? Yeah, with you intentionally started looking for information. Whereas for me, myself, growing up as in our gifts are both very different as well. Uh, They're very different. I am a natural born medium. I connect to spirit on the other side without intention. And for me, it was learning to shut it off rather than to turn it on, right? Um. So I feel like when I went through it for the first time, when I really started connecting to spirit and when I really started looking for a higher purpose, which I think is the the biggest part of the spiritual awakening and like defining Mm -hmm. it, you're looking for higher purpose and higher connection. And in the same way that a lot of people seek religion to give them that higher sense of like embodiment and love and and direction, right? Um, Well, with with me, I definitely can see that that started as a teenager with my parents divorcing, with my dad being a very uh, horrifically emotionally abusive person physically with not so much myself, but with others in the family and going through that kind of trauma and grieving the loss of your family, even though it's not a death, you're still, it's the death of a unit, right? And that kind of, I think, spurred my first awakening. And it also really amped up how spirit reached out to connect with me. If you can imagine, if you will imagine a teenage girl who's already angsty, really deeply into like expressing herself through crappy poetry that she thinks is award-winning and like journaling and all of that, right? Like <laughs> when you all have those journal entries, right? right? Oh God, I kept them all. They're so cringy. I love them. Um, So when you look at all of that and you think about the way that we attract the energy that we put out, I attracted some really horrifying energy into my existence growing up in my mom's house, which was already like a hotbed for spiritual activity. So um, moving through that, not knowing what had been going on there, literally seeing apparitions, having like experiences that looking back, I can't believe I didn't realize it, but I had no one to show me either. Right. So I would say the first awakening that I had where I realized not long after what had happened was when I had given birth to my first son, Wesley, and I had the most horrific postpartum anxiety and depression. I'm talking like I, there were days I didn't want to go on anymore and that wow. there were like plans formulated in my brain of like how I could end things. And I think not a lot of people know that. So if you're a friend of mine and, and you're hearing this for the first time, I apologize, but Going through that, I can remember sitting in his room and trying to get him to go to sleep and feeling like someone was like directly on top of me or like right next to me or like someone was looking at me and just like being in the dark and feeling all of that energetic presence. It spiked my already high anxiety even higher because when you go through a pregnancy and you go through a birth, 
you're already more connected to the other side because you're literally bringing life into this world. And that life death cycle is so close, right? So my energy was already, I have chills right now, actually, my energy was already super aware. And at the time I didn't realize it, but my family was in crisis. Like my husband at the time was already having an affair and I didn't know about that either. So my energy is saying like, pay attention here, pay attention here, pay attention here. And then also like, you're grieving the loss of you as a, as a person without children, right? Like you've stepped into this really massively new way of being. And, and this isn't just for moms either. This happens for dads. This happens for adoptive parents as well. I think that's really worth knowing. And I'm definitely going off on a caveat here, but going through all of that energy shifting the awakening for me at that point, I started looking so much more for who I was and what I wanted out of my life. And why did I feel so desperately alone, no matter who I was with? And that spiritual awakening where you're saying that you feel like people don't realize it's a, it's not a positive experience. It's terrifying. Yep. Well, here's something interesting. And, you know, I, I enjoy hearing your awakening and, and how different it is, but yet it's so interesting because no matter how different the awakening actually is, we both wanted the same thing. And that was connection, clarity, um, the sense of purpose, the sense of higher awareness, the sense of community. And both experiences, we were feeling alone. We were feeling lost. We were feeling unsure, maybe vulnerable, scared, uneasy. And by awakening to something so much greater than our physical existence, that there's so much energetically around us for support and for love and for connection, we were able to feel that sense of purpose. And I think that no matter where you are in life, I don't think you miss the awakenings. I feel like they come in and it's when you're ready. Like you might've had five attempts of an awakening prior to the one you actually had, but you didn't, you, you weren't ready, or maybe you just didn't open up fully. And I feel like these portals or these moments of awakening opportunities will keep coming until you are fully ready to step into this energy. And as we awaken, I think the greatest lesson that I could take away from it is that Everything is energy and energy never dies and that we have a team and we have, whether that's a departed loved one or whether that's your guardians or your angels or your spirit guides, I just call them my spiritual posse, (laughs) my spirit squad, because I love the idea that there's like this you know, ray of energy out there. And I could call upon, okay, I need a little business advice. All right. I need a little love advice. I need a little teenager advice, whatever it may be. And I like... I feel like they're at my disposal when I need them, but I do feel also once you awaken and you can't go back. So there's this constant level of respecting this energy. I know I crave it because there are times where I feel off and I don't feel connected. And then I get super pissed off at myself that I'm not connected because once you taste this connection, it's like you you want it 24 seven. Yeah. Uh, and I think sometimes they go, there's, I say they, but like that energy is almost like radio silent because we're meant to figure things out a little bit more on our own. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, 
being a teenager and asking my mom for advice and God freaking bless her would say, I can't tell you what to do here. You have to figure this out for yourself. Well, I hated her for that. And I I love it now. I'm glad for it. That happened to me and you witnessed it because last year was one of the most difficult times of my life. And I was really struggling with my health and my men, like my emotions and mental like exhaustion feeling spiritually burned out. And I kept coming to Catherine for advice and she'd say, pull a card. What do the cards say? And the cards were always the same. And then I completely felt like I was disconnected from my spiritual team, like as if they shut me off. And I think that's exactly what happened. They're like, okay, you're not listening. We're going to take a break and you're going to have to figure this out on your own. And when you're ready to coexist with us and co-create and listen and let us guide. We'll be, we'll be here waiting for you. Um, because if you're not going to respect the energy that's given back to you and actually kind of listen to that inspiration and advice or guidance, then what's the point of it all? Yeah. They stop sending you help because you're not receiving it. Right. Uh, I want to say too, for people who maybe don't understand this or are really new to this, you don't have to have some real understanding of like who your guides are and what their function is and what's your angel team. And like, oh, like Larissa and I both use very different terminology for the way that we view our like guides or our spirit team or our spiritual posse. Like that literally, like none of that 100% resonates with me, but it's hers. Okay. So don't feel like you have to have this like verbiage or something like that. Just know that you have a collective energy on the other side or with and you what's always. your verbiage out of curiosity. You know what? I, I feel like spirit team has always kind of been it, but the more that I talk about it, the more that to me, it's just a knowing that I have support. Um, and that to connect with that energy, to connect to that source energy, I, I, the universe, universal energy is kind of how I look at it, but there, there is energy that's more specifically for us. I do believe that as well. Uh, with, with that being said, you have to, the only thing that I feel like you really have to do, and maybe you agree, maybe you don't in order to make this connection with them is to ask for that help and support to say like it, you don't have to know who or what or whatever it is. You can literally say Mm -hmm. your universe, I need some help. And right. that's you reaching out and asking because otherwise it, it's like you, you, you can't be helped until you ask. I want to say this was from Abraham Hicks. Uh, however, if you're not familiar with Abraham Hicks, there is a woman by the name of there. They basically are, you know, behind the secret. Well, no, they're not behind the secret. They actually were, were removed out of that book, but she is mm-hmm. a woman. Her name is Esther. She was married to a man by the name of Jerry who passed away and she channeled spirit and the spirit she channeled is Abraham. And she gives messages. Just look her up on YouTube, uh, very much about the law of attraction and, um, you know, manifesting and co-creating. And I believe she talked about how we can look at this where it's almost like a board room. And, you know, you're going into the board, into the boardroom for a meeting and it's like, you're sitting down and you're at the head and you are calling in the right team for the right, uh, project. So for example, if I wanted to write a book, okay, 
I want to write a book, but I want it to be guided. I want it to be, you know, co-create with spirit, all of that. I'm going to sit at that table and I'm going to bring in my baddie authors. There's going to be Dr. Dyer, Louise Hay, you know, obviously they're deceased. I'm going to call in my deceased authors that I uh, respect and admire. And I'm going to ask them to channel and guide me through their energy to give me inspiration for this book. And she says that if we treat each scenario like a board meeting, it makes it much more like practical to to do this. It makes it much more simple because it's not so out there. Yeah. It it seems like tangible, you know, I don't know. Have you heard of that? No, but I love that. That is so perfect. That's exactly how I feel like from now on, I'm going to picture it because it does. I think this gets for me, at least it was overwhelming the amount of information that's out there. And while we were talking about that earlier, how like, yeah, go study, go do learn, experience more about what spirituality means for you because it's different for everybody. But at the same time, be very aware of what resonates with you and what doesn't Yes, and absolutely. and take what does and leave what doesn't. And, and the thing is too, sometimes it's important to read less. Sometimes it's important to experience less and just let Spiritual it come to overload. You. Yeah, most of, you get most that. of what I know has been brought to me. Most of what I know I have found through meditation or through journaling and through practices like that. It, it has not been from book after book after book. If I'm looking to learn on something more specific that's been brought to me intuitively, then I'll go look that up and learn more about it. But it's not, I think it's really important to not overwhelm yourself with everything in the yeah, spiritual exactly. world. Because There's then so you much. become then you become like a master of nothing. You So here's what's interesting. And, and I believe that all the ologies, you know, you know numerology, astrology, moonology, uh, you know, Reiki, all of these spiritual tools are here to assist you awakening on your awakening yeah. journey. Okay. So me becoming a numerologist is not because that's the right tool or the best tool or the perfect tool. It's because it is what I resonated with and I am passionate with. So it is my base. And I think when you're on that spiritual journey, you have to, What I, if, I, if I'm getting what Catherine is saying, is pick one or two or three things that spiritually ground you, that you love about this spiritual community, that you want to read more about, that you want to apply into your daily life. And as you do this, you're going to learn so many other things, but you kind of like start here. You know, many people don't know that I'm Reiki certified and that in the beginning of my journey, I was uh, practicing Reiki with my clients. But the reason why I don't do that now is because it was knowledge. I needed it. I loved it. I use it all the time, but I did not find pleasure in working with my clients in that manner. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, the spiritual journey, no two are alike, which is why I love, I think the approach that Catherine and I are taking with all of you here at Soul Academy is that there is no wrong way yeah. to awaken. It's literally being within spirit. And that means what is within you, in your spirit. And no two souls are alike. So no two experiences are alike. There's no right. There's no wrong. It's just about uh, letting your soul evolve to 
attain a higher perspective and a higher awareness of living. That's that it. is exactly what a spiritual awakening it is. Thank you. Are I don't think I could repeat you? that. Are we, yeah, no. are we recording this? Oh, shoot. No, yeah, we are. <laughs> I love, so many okay. times Catherine and I will talk and we're like, what did you say? You went too fast. And we cannot know. recreate it. That's Marissa, it. That's literally channel. every time you say, are you writing this down? I'm usually like holding a child and like staring at my coffee. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not writing this down. I'm trying to survive this moment. You write it down, lady. Uh, and so what I want to say to this, this is really interesting because I see so many articles out there and like quizzes and all this bullshit about like, are you uh, going through a spiritual awakening? Literally, if you're seeking spiritual, your, your like evolution of your soul or, or just like consider how many self-help books are probably on your wall? Are those your go-to books? You're going through an awakening, right? And I think it's important to, to note that when you have themes that recur over and over and over, that's typically spirit saying to you like, hey, pay attention. There's something happening in your life that you need to pay more attention to. And I was thinking about this today, actually, just before we came on here, because I definitely took an involuntary nap that lasted way too long this afternoon, but I'm good with that. Um, it was spirit led. No, anyway, um, <laughs> spirit was, said I needed to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And you can't not listen to spirit. No. Right. So um, anyway, though, these repeated hints, like I want to go back to what we were talking about when I went through my most uh, pointed awakening, I will say, and I think I'm just coming out of another one with what I'm going through with my divorce. Uh, we and, definitely, you are. Yeah, and so what you mine. went through with the grief of losing your mom, uh, when I had just given birth to Wesley and I was walking and I don't think a lot of people know this story and I, I really want to share it um, on this platform. So there was something in me that knew something wasn't right, right? It just nothing, nothing was openly wrong, but something wasn't clicking. Something wasn't making sense in my relationship. And I was trying everything I could to kind of come back to this place of togetherness and it just wasn't making sense. And I can remember being super pregnant laying in my bed with my back to my ex and feeling just so like there was like just this cold rift between the two that's of horrible. us. And I, I know when I say that out loud, that's really, really awful, but it, it regardless to get through this story, um, I knew something was wrong and I, I just felt like I would ask the right questions and I, I would feel that I was, it was my intuition and I didn't realize it at the time. Okay. So I, had gone downstairs. He was putting my son to bed and he, I was downstairs in the kitchen. And I remember hearing, I'm not a phone checker. And if you say you're, you're being honest about something, I believe you. I don't want, if I feel like I have to check on you, there's already something wrong. And Ooh, and I want so a lot of women, especially to hear that. If you feel like you have to ask if someone's being unfaithful, something's already wrong. Also, I love that you're wearing Johnny Cash right now. Cause that was one of my grandma's all time favorite, um, musicians. And I've been thinking about her a lot lately. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I went downstairs and I saw his phone sitting there and I was like, it, this voice very clearly in my head. And it, it was like, it was my own voice though, said, check his phone. Wow. And I, I had this conversation in my mind and I went, I'm not checking his phone because I had previously been in a relationship where my ex would like crack the code to my phone just to get in there and check it. And there was nothing there. 
to check on, but that yeah. was what he so you didn't want to, you didn't want to do that. I didn't want to replicate that. Right. That. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I, so I get finally, that. like I walked past the phone. I'm like, that's dumb. And then I just felt like, no, you need to go back and look. And I picked it up and I scrolled through and I checked through all these apps and I did what I was doing. I was like, there's nothing here. You're paranoid. Something's mm, just not right. Maybe said, it's look again. Me. Yeah. Look again. And then I heard, I put the phone down and I heard so clearly yeah. pull the screen down. I was like, what? So I picked it up and I pulled, it was an Android Ooh, because phone. Because then I, you could see, you could see the recent, oh, the recent. Yes. Little and I pulled it. It wasn't me. It was spirit. I swear to God, oh. that voice was like, pull it down. I never would have thought about oh. that because I also had an iPhone. Can you share so what you know. saw? Yeah. I saw an app called oh. Kick, K-I-K. Stop it. I want to kick his ass. That is <laughs> where I opened it and I saw all the evidence no. I needed is all I'm going to no. say there, right? So I went upstairs and I looked at him and I said, you need to put the baby down. We need to have a conversation. And I will put the baby down. I'm so proud of you for recognizing that the baby needed to be put down first. I Because I am an Italian from Queens, New York. And I would have, I would have not even had that much control. My dear friend, Catherine, I when When I am (laughs) in it, when there is a crisis, I'm very calm and collected. And it's, no, I think for the people, the people who know me well, who know <laughs> that like my energy is typically really all over the place. When yeah. I'm very calm and collected, that's an oh shit moment. Like, you know, oh. something is about to happen, right? <laughs> so um, anyway, I, we have this conversation now. My oldest will be eight in November. Okay. So this was a long time ago. Now, a couple years later, I had the same inclination. Like something's going on. This is the same. I went through uh, Reiki training and I swear to you, well, he let me practice Reiki on him one time. And I saw when I went down over Ooh. his um, sacral, his sacral, mm. which is like right above like what would be the uterine that's area, right? Like right above the belly button. That's area. your sexual area. I saw the woman no, he didn't. was sleeping with and Stop I it. stopped what I was doing and I described her and he's like, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. Lo and behold, Catherine. a couple weeks later, I can't believe I never Catherine. told you this. I found what? on a dating app. Shut this up. image of this woman, I was like, Jesus Christ, Man, are you yes. psyched? So, <laughs> so that <laughs> happened. And it was just like this over and over repeated experience where I would read for women who were in relationships with narcissists mm-hmm. who were having affairs. And I kept saying, I'm the exception. I'm the exception. I'm the exception. We're doing better. We're doing great. And then this oh. final experience where everything came to a head, it was kind of like spirit was like, you dumb bitch, you listening now? You ready? Like, can, <laughs> can I tell you what my mom this? would say to that? Now, what would your mom say? I love Linda's mom, advice on these episodes. Linda's, Linda's advice. She is the freaking best. And she would talk and, you know, just picture like she sounds like me, but, you know, older. And <laughs> we have a very heavy accent. So she'd be like, no. Yeah. She'd be like, Larissa Jean, <laughs> Aleppa doesn't change its spot. I'm like, wait, first of all, you said <laughs> lepa, not leopard, lepa, lepa. Um, meaning once a cheater, always a cheater. Once, you know, a dick, always a dick kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's how she raised me. Um, and whenever we would have these experiences with my friends or relationships, she's like, what I tell you girls, like you cannot change people. And I think so many women, myself included, 
take their partners and they, they love the best parts of them and they see the potential, but then they try to change the things they don't care for. Maybe certain characteristic traits or personality, whatever it is. And you cannot change someone. I believe You know, I'm about to celebrate 22 years of marriage. I have been with my husband since 1995, guys. Whoa. (laughs) That's so crazy. I'm only 30. Okay. Only 30. (laughs) I keep telling everybody, I'm like, I'm 42. And my husband's like, you are 47. What is wrong with you? I'm like, I am manifesting. If I say I'm 42, I am freaking 42. Right. We can do that. It's fine. So I'm. I have been with my husband since 1995. We had a long distance relationship. We have three beautiful children. Uh, our marriage has had ups and downs, death, loss, tragedy, premature births, uh, you know, money, hard to hard times, whatever it may be. And I think that I, I'm, I'm only saying this not to impress you, but I'm saying this because I feel like it's going to only give uh, validity to what I say. I have never wanted to change who my husband is. I don't, I, there's, I, there are things I can't, you know, we fight like normal couples, but I'm not looking to change him. And the beauty of our relationship is we have figured out a way to change and grow together. Yes. As opposed to you do your thing. I do my thing. Like how many people can turn to their husband and say, you know, yeah, I have two teaching degrees, a bachelor's in education, a master's in reading, but I'm not going to use any of that. I'm actually going to go on TikTok and become a professional numerologist with millions of, help millions of people. Oh, okay, honey. Oh, okay. <laughs> he just lets me be me. Um, and I think that is the beauty when you fall in love with someone's spirit. Why would you yeah. ever want to change that? And I guarantee you, Catherine, if you look back all these years, I guarantee you your ex was always trying to change your spirit. Because the Catherine that I know, the Catherine that I love, uh, if he saw your true spirit, all that, all these things would have never happened. Because when someone loves your spirit, they would never hurt you in that way. I'm sorry. They just that. wouldn't. I love that. I love that so much. And you know I what, too? I don't know how this got here, but I felt like I needed to say that. I know. We, such a beautiful We're soul. supposed to be talking about grief here. Oh, my God. And oh spiritual God, awakenings. But speaking of grief, no, I think what's, what you're saying totally hits, though. Because at the end of everything, like the way your husband was so supportive of your wanting to do this this as a business and this as your livelihood, um, my ex would have been like anything that I wanted to do more often than not, he agreed to it, but to pacify me, Ooh. not to uplift me. And so that's like a I, slow torture. Yeah. And it, when things wouldn't go well or they were difficult, it would often be, um, I don't know. There, there was, there was a lot missing there. And this obviously isn't like hack into my, uh, past relationships. Hour, no, no, but I didn't mean also, to, I no, didn't, and I, I no, you're I not, cross. you're not at all. No, 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 I just, you did not. Trust I just, me. I brought it up. And listen, no, I know you brought it up, but what I was, I was trying to compliment saying that, you know, when someone values the spirit of the soul, they want that person to continue yes. to grow and change and evolve. And because once you have that experience with someone, you can't, you can't believe that you've ever seen it any other way. When you feel 
Like you have a partner or a friendship or someone in your life who absolutely holds you for you and appreciates that and doesn't want to change it. It's a completely different experience. It absolutely really is. And, and, and I, go ahead. I, sorry. (laughs) I think that there was a time, like when I look at my kids and I think about like all that we've been through in our lives, I always say, why me? Why did you pick me? And his response is, why not? How could I have not picked you? Like, you want, you know, like, like I, I don't think I'm special. And sometimes I used to wrestle as a young 20 something, like what is so special about Larissa that you want to love me for the rest of my life? And his answer is, why wouldn't I want to love you for the rest of your life? You're, why not you? Like, and I think that I wish that everybody can have that because life is hard. You're going to have really difficult times. But if you have a person who you are connected to and values you for you, it just makes going through those difficult times a hell of a lot easier. And I wish that for my children. I wish that for everybody listening. And I don't ever want my kids to settle for somebody who doesn't fall in love with their spirit. Because here's what's interesting. And there's a lot of women out there probably listening to this. I have struggled with my weight over the last three years. This is the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. And I have let my weight define my worth and my value and my beauty. And I said to my husband, like, I, I, I feel just like, I don't like the way I look. And he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I fell in love with you when you were 20. You didn't look like this. I fell in love with you when you were 30. At 30, you didn't look like this. He's like, you have never looked the same, but I've always loved you the same. And I wanted to fucking cry. I was like this. How am I such an, right, Catherine? He is like, I have loved every Larissa that has shown up at my door. Not pregnant, pregnant, you know, heavy, not heavy, sick, healthy. And that's really what I believe love is about. And, you know, I married 22 years and I think I'm more in love with my husband today than I was in 1995. And I'm not, and I used to like not want to say that because I'm afraid like if you talk about the good stuff that it's like going to be taken away, but I don't believe that. No. Yeah. I believe Uh -uh. that by talking about the good stuff, it gives other people hope because I didn't step into some lottery pool where I got, I'm the lucky one. We are all worthy of this love and friendship and connection. And I believe that's what the awakening is trying to bring out in every single person. How can you be more loving? How can you love more? How can you have more pleasure? How can you give more pleasure? How can you trust yourself to find and create these things for yourself as well? Catherine, you definitely had another awakening because the Catherine that I'm speaking to today is not the Catherine May 15th, 2022. No. This Catherine is accepting only the highest form of love. This Catherine is only, you know, calling in joy. And I, and I think that that's what happens. Like you awakening and then you're like, Oh, I am worthy of this. So if anyone's out there listening to this and you are awakening, listen, if you're listening to this, you're awakening. And I know we kind of went off a little bit. There's definitely signs, there's symbols. You'll start to see repeating numbers. You'll start to see all these things. And I think this podcast is just completely dedicated to the awakening journey yeah. um, because it can't be talked about and it can't be mastered in one 45 minute episode because, you know, it is a lifelong process. Yes. Um, 
And if and it's not linear. Awake- no. And if you're awakening, Catherine, wouldn't it be really cool if they could share their awakening stories with us? Like yeah. what signs are you guys seeing? What symbols are you seeing? What um, messages are you receiving from your guides or departed loved ones? Or how are you awakening? Maybe we could uh, read their stories on air. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I'm going to put the link to... My email in the show notes. So it's Catherine Galvin at CatherineInintuitive.com. And you guys drop your stories. Let us know what's going on with your awakening. Ask us questions if you want. We'll happily answer them on the show to give a little bit more advice on, on what you can expect and how you can navigate your own spiritual experiences as you're new to this arena. Cause it's a lot to navigate. It's a lot. And when you go through these awakenings, when you go through these like up levels in your life and in these shifts, because it doesn't always feel like an up level, even though when you look back, you'll see that it was when you go through all of this, you're going to learn that there are people who are no longer going to fit into your life that you maybe mm. were friends for 20 years. Maybe we're significant others. Maybe right, that's the next episode. Even, yeah. That's even family definitely. members. Oh, so, yeah. and I can remember um starting a book. I can't think of her name. I'll have to link it in the show notes though. I remember reading this book and and in the beginning of it was a warning about how when you start to improve yourself in these ways, there's a very real possibility that the people who are super important to you right now will Mm. no longer carry that importance. And she even specifically said spouse. And I remember reading that and going, wow, he's not going to be around forever. I knew. And that was years ago. So you guys, it's a, it can be a lonely experience. It can, and you've got to have that community to lean in on. Well, now and they I, have us. They have us. <laughs> and now that retrograde is over, you'll have us more consistently because <laughs> screw Mercury and retrograde. Leave us your stories. Leave us your questions. We will happily, maybe we'll just do a whole episode of Q and A from you guys too. That That'd might be, be fun. So we I'm will sorry be back. I went off on a little tangent. I, ap- I No apologies. It's what they need to hear. It's what I needed to hear. So someone else needed to hear it as well. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Fantastic. And go leave us those stars and those reviews. And we'll be back in another week with another episode of Soul Academy. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Love you.